Welcome to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply His Word to what's happening here and now. Today on the 28th episode of All Things, I want to talk about therapeutic deism. Now, this is not a new trend. In fact, it's kind of been trending since probably the 1990s, and it's only gaining steam. It's not going anywhere. So what do I mean by therapeutic deism? It's something that I feel like we need to be aware of as it's in every nook and cranny of popular American culture, I think. So therapeutic obviously means to make better, to cure or to help or to improve. And then deism means belief in God, not a specific God or a specific belief, but a belief that there is a God. Now you may have heard of moralistic therapeutic deism. That's a term that was coined in 2005 when sociologist Christian Smith and Melina Lundquist Denton interviewed about 3,000 teenagers across America who are church-going teens, and they recorded their findings in their book, Soul Searching, The Religious and Spiritual Lives of American Teenagers. Basically what they did is they talked to these thousands of teenagers about their faith, and then they took the commonalities amongst all the teens and distilled those beliefs down into basically five basic tenets or five foundational truths that it seemed like most American teens who go to church believed, and they labeled it moralistic therapeutic deism. Now, these five beliefs are, number one, a God exists who created and ordered the world and watches over human life on earth. God wants people to be good, nice, and fair to each other as taught in the Bible and by most world religions. The central goal of life is to be happy and to feel good about oneself. God does not need to be particularly involved in one's life when God is needed to re- except when God is needed to resolve a problem. And good people go to heaven when they die. So moralistic therapeutic deism or MTD can be summed up like this. There is a God and he wants us to be happy and he wants us to be nice to others. He's needed only when one of those values is threatened and all good people go to heaven when they die. So I have to agree with the researchers who concluded that a significant part of Christianity in the U.S. is actually tenuously Christian in any sense that is seriously connected to the actual historical Christian tradition, but is rather substantially morphed into Christianity's misbegotten step-cousin, Christian moralistic therapeutic deism. So these sociologists who coined MTD said that it's apparent that most religiously affiliated U.S. teens are either not particularly interested in upholding the beliefs, the doctrine, the theology of their faith traditions, or perhaps that their churches, their communities of faith aren't actually educating them on what their doctrine and theology are, that either they're, they're um, not holding on to what they're being taught or they're not being taught it in the first place, or maybe it's a combination of both. The sociologists say that MTD makes God something like a combination divine butler and cosmic therapist. He's always on call, takes care of any problems that arise, professionally helps his people to feel better about themselves, and does not become too personally involved in the process. So somebody that adheres to MTD, whether consciously or subconsciously, feels like that central to living a good and happy life is just being a good moral person. That means being nice, kind, pleasant, respectful, responsible, at work on self-improvement, taking care of one's health, and doing one's best to be successful. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, that kind of sounds like what is currently the American dream or like the American value system. Just be good and do your best and improve yourself and try to be successful. That to me sounds like pretty much a blanket statement for what we uphold as American values right now. 
But I have to say that I think the moralism piece of MTD is morphing. The moralism piece has been evolving, I would say, in the last 15 years since the term MTD was even coined. I think the goal has shifted from being moral and nice and doing the right thing to being who you really are, to being your authentic self, to looking within and discovering and defining your truth and living out that truth as an authentic, transparent person. So what this would then be called is progressive therapeutic deism. Now, I did not come up with that term on my own. I first heard it on the Alyssa Childers podcast when she was interviewing Ann Kennedy. Highly recommend the writing and the podcast of both of those women. They are deep thinkers who I turn to from time to time and I really appreciate and value their work. And I will link that podcast in my show notes. But that's where I first heard PTD, progressive therapeutic deism. It's no longer concerned with what's moral, what's nice, what's good. That's no longer the goal. The goal now is to be authentic, to be yourself. Now, both MTD and PTD are works-based. Both are centered on your own efforts. I think our highest good in America right now, our highest value, the thing that we value the most is the freedom of self. It's the freedom to be yourself, to express yourself, to be your authentic self. I think that is what we as Americans would say, that is what matters most. And if you cross that line, you commit the greatest sin in our current context. If you want to limit someone's authenticity or tell anyone that they cannot be who they say they want to be, that is to commit just the greatest misdeed in our current cultural climate, even to the point that we must willingly endure mistreatment sometimes so that others can be who they want to be. An example of this would be transgender bathrooms. Biological males who say, no, my authentic self is female must be allowed then into female restrooms and females must welcome them in. We can't violate their sense of who they think they are. Or perhaps female athletics, you know, there's biological males who say they are female, they feel female on inside. And so they get to participate in female sports and women are supposed to let them onto their teams and into their spheres of athletics. So those are examples where we have said it matters so much that people get to be their authentic self that it doesn't, that it, that trumps how it might affect people where that, um, where that's in conflict. So PTD, progressive therapeutic deism is attractive because it sounds good, right? It sounds freeing. It sounds like the right thing to do that you should be who you are. Like we love rugged American individualism, right? We want the freedom to pursue happiness, to pursue our definition of the good life. It sounds good and it matches everything we see in pop culture. It matches what we see in movies and TVs and music. I mean, it's, we're kind of like swimming in it. It's the air that we breathe to be yourself, live your best life. But the truth is to invent yourself, to look within and conjure up what you think your identity should be, and then to get the energy and the will and the drive and to create the path to then become the person that you think you should be. And then to reach that identity and to accept it and to be happy with it and to promote it to others in hopes that they accept it. And to just get on that cycle of creating and conjuring and accepting and being that cycle is a ton of work to sustain and then to present to a watching world. It takes a ton of energy and effort to do all that from within. And I think deep down, or maybe not even deep down, I think we're an exhausted culture. We're trying so hard to conjure up ourselves and make ourselves enough and that we have to run on our own energy. And I think we're very tired. 
I cannot help but think that maybe the increase in anxiety and depression and maybe even suicide is linked to this increasing trend. Now, I know mental health is seriously complicated, and I would never point to just one cause of the uptick in anxiety, depression, and suicide. But I do think there's got to be a link. As a culture, we're saying it's all on you. You've got to just believe in yourself. You've got to just turn to yourself. It's all on you to determine everything, determine truth, determine identity, determine worth, determine value. You have to do that for yourself. You have to be good enough to be your authentic self. I think the more disenchanted we become, because it's not a weight that we can bear. It's not a weight that we were meant to bear. That is a weight that only God can bear. You and I cannot play God. He is the one that was meant to give us life and meaning and purpose. We cannot invent ourselves. God is the creator and the sustainer, not us. And not only do I think we're very tired and very disenchanted with this way of life, but I think deep down we know we don't actually measure up. We don't actually measure up. Our social media presence is polished, but inside we sense we aren't actually quite good enough or quite pretty enough or quite smart enough or quite whatever enough And we want to confess that to someone. We want to be able to say to someone, hey, actually, I'm not okay. Hey, actually, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I should value. Or I don't know what's what's worth living for. You and I cannot fully accept ourselves because at the end of the day, we have the sense that something is wrong with us. Something is wrong with us. We just have this feeling we are not enough. And there's this inner drive in us to confess that, to share that, to repent, to get help. I think deep down, and maybe again, not deep down, we know we need someone. We know we need something bigger than us, outside of us, someone, something to help us. When you and I rely on ourselves for all of that, it just leads to exhaustion and ruin and despair. To have to determine who you are and to create that person is confusing. It's something that fluctuates. It's something that's very heavy. To look within and come up with your truth and live it out and approve of yourself enough over and over, and then to erase your own self-doubts and worries anytime you fall short, you essentially have to deify yourself. You essentially have to rely on yourself for everything that you would rely on God for. But... Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Christianity says, we have scriptures that are true and authoritative and sufficient. We have the truth in our hands. We have the word of God. There is one true God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And guess what? He is sovereign over all things, including your life, your identity, your worth, your value. All things exist for the glory of God. Christianity says all humans were created in the image of God, and yet we're sinful, both by birth and by action, except for Jesus. Jesus is the substitutionary sacrifice for our sins. And then we have the Holy Spirit who brings the conviction of sin and applies our salvation and empowers the believer to live a life that honors God. God is sovereign and we are not. And that is really good news. The whole Bible is all about God. It's his story, his work throughout all of time, what he has done in history and amongst his people. And his people are in there too. And we see that we are sinful. We are self-centered. We are made by and for a loving God to live for him and to give him glory. But scripture does rebuke us over and over for turning to ourselves, for being selfish, for being self-reliant, for making idols of ourselves, making idols of all kinds of things, for making ourselves God. 
and for making God in our image. But you and I know we need and we want a deliverer. We want someone who can change us. Confession is the doorway to joy, not self-acceptance. When we confess our need, when we confess that we are weak, that we are not good enough, guess what? You walk through that door and you find joy. You can't conjure up enough self-acceptance to have find and have lasting joy. You and I want God's mighty help. We want his intimacy and his kindness towards us. We need objective truth, truth that doesn't change. And we need reconciliation with God, our maker. We also need an answer and a help for our suffering. What do we do when things go wrong? What do we do when we hurt, when there's hardship, when we have to walk through the valley? We need God for that. We want to live for someone, something bigger outside of ourselves. So MTD, moralistic therapeutic deism, and PTD, progressive therapeutic deism, they take God off the throne and they put us humans on the throne. They are both misguided attempts at happiness and they lead to our ruin. We are crushed. We crush ourselves under that weight. These worldviews, again, they seem so attractive. They seem freeing and pleasant and they match everything we see around us, but the reality is they are shackles. They plant our feet firmly in ourselves rather than freeing us to run to our maker and our redeemer. So much of what I see in Christian literature and music and even Bible studies and sermons and music reflects MTD and PTD. I fear that we are not discerning these false messages very well. Yes, we do have a good God who gives very good gifts. And yes, he did make each of us in certain ways that we might thrive and flourish and and even live the good life in some ways. But all of that is dependent on him. He is the giver of life and breath and everything else. He is the source of life. We've taken the created order and made ourselves the creator and God, the created thing. We've made him in our image and it's killing us. We need discernment in the books that we do, the Bible studies that we do, the sermons we listen to, the music we need listen to. We must renew our minds and be aware of this because guys, it's everywhere. It's in our Christian literature as well. This progressive therapeutic deism, it is in there. But the true Christian faith flips it on its head. It doesn't say you are enough. It says, guess what? You're not enough. But doesn't that feel good? Breathe out as you base your belief in that truth and come to Jesus who is enough. We need to renew our minds because the abundant life is found in Jesus, not in ourselves. My heart's cry, my plea for you and for me is that we would be discerning and wise as we fill up our minds with whatever it is that we're filling it with. May we identify PTD or MTD when we see it. May we sift what is good and true and what is false and wrong. And may we seek again, abundant life in Christ, crucified, risen, and coming again. Thanks for listening to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply his word to what's happening here and now. I will chat with you next week.